Well, hello there, top teachers. I am your solo host, Michelle Emerson, and I am here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. I'm sure you know by now, the fact that I am solo hosting means I am recording a Week in the Life episode. Granted, if you saw the title of this episode, you already knew that. But just a heads up, I am actually recording this on December 10th, which is a full week before Bridget and I have even recorded the book review that you hopefully listened to last week and over a month before you are hearing it. So as I go through this week, just bear in mind, it's about two weeks before Christmas. And at this point, I have not yet read the Essentialism book. That's on the agenda this week. I'm going to take you through as I read the book, my thoughts and how I start to apply it to my life. I know Bridget, when she does her week in life episodes around the book review, she reads the whole book and then records the week in the life like two or three weeks later. I like to record it as I'm reading the book. That way in real time, I can kind of share my thoughts. So that's what you can expect in this episode. It is currently Sunday, but it's a weird Sunday. I don't know how else to put it. There's just a lot of things that are different than normal. First one being, I do not have a training session today. So most of you know, I compete in powerlifting and typically I train five days a week. I train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I take Friday off as a rest day. I train Saturday and Sunday and then take Monday off as a rest day. However, I am actually at the tail end of what is called a deload week. So within strength training, every somewhere between four and six weeks usually, you want to take a deload week where you are going to cut back on the intensity and the volume to give your body a chance to recover so you can then push hard for another four to five weeks. Most of the time when my coach programs a deload week for me, I will still train five days, but I will have lighter weights and maybe less sets or less reps to give my body that chance to recover. However, I, this past training block, was sick for almost all of it. I was really sick for about two weeks. And then the past two weeks, I have felt like 95% better, but I do still have a lingering cough. So this deload week, my coach really wanted to give my body a chance to recover and come back stronger. So he actually cut back my training to four days, which means I don't have to go to the gym today. And that just feels so bizarre because it's Sunday and I always train on Sundays. On top of that, you know, Sunday is big football day here in the Emerson household and Washington, which is our team, has a bye week, which means they don't have a game this week. And that's very weird as well. I mean, we'll still watch football, but we won't be as invested since Washington's not playing. And then on top of both of those, Bridget and I were not meeting today. We typically meet two Sundays a month. We met last Sunday to outline episodes for January, and we're meeting next Sunday to record the first two episodes that you've already listened to for January, but we're not meeting today. So I feel like it's this weird, perfect storm where there's just not a lot going on. So as a result, Billy and I did sleep in. We slept in until like, I don't know, 9, 9.30, and then we just kind of like lounged around and we have a trip coming up. I'll probably share more about that later on this week, but we are going international the day after Christmas. And so we were starting to talk about like details with that. So it's currently like 1030. <laughs> it is not early morning whatsoever. We've had a very slow start to the day, which has been nice. I have to admit on the agenda for today, Billy and I are about to head out to HEB, which is a Texas grocery store chain, to pick up our groceries. We started doing this about six months ago. It's free to schedule the grocery pickup where you just pull into the parking lot, you let them know you're there, and they bring the grocery bags out to your car. I love grocery shopping. Billy, it's not his favorite, but it is time consuming, even though I love it. Like I'll spend, you know, an hour and a half grocery shopping because I'm walking all the aisles. (laughs) So by utilizing the grocery pickup, it definitely is a big time saver. So we placed the order yesterday. We're going to pick that up. I've tried to get into the habit of always filling up my car with gas on Sundays. That way I don't have to worry about it throughout the week. That has been really, really nice. And then I'm going to read Essentialism 
by Greg McEwen, which you already know my thoughts on it from last week's episode, but currently I have no thoughts because I haven't started reading it yet. I know it's broken into four parts, I believe. Because today is such a free day, I want to get through as much as possible. I would love to get through at least one full part, that way I'm about a quarter of the way through, but ideally if I can get closer to halfway today... I will call that a win. So I'm going to jump off of here and then I will check back in with you in the PM. I am very happy to report that it's been a great day. It's been very laid back. I did get through half of the book, which we'll come back to that in a second. What I am most excited about is that I have completed my 40 before 40 list. Now, if you listened to two episodes back when Bridget and I were talking about goals for the year, you have already heard me share about this, but it's weird to say that because at the time I'm recording this episode, I have not yet recorded that episode, but I know it's going to be something that I share with Bridget. She actually doesn't know about this yet. But I recently got the idea to come up with a bucket list of 40 things I want to do before I turn 40 because I just recently turned 30 and I feel like doing 40 things in a decade or 10 years works out really well because it comes out to about four things a year and it kind of is that like quarterly basis. I don't know. I'm excited and I literally finished my list tonight and so now I get to start working on checking things off and I'm just, I'm stoked about it. But going back to the book, as I mentioned, I did get halfway through. So I read parts one and two. I will say, at least thus far, it seems to be mostly mindset-based. And I don't feel like there's as many practical ideas. It's more a book that you read to kind of shift the way that you approach life, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of hoping that as I continue reading, there's more practical application ideas, but we shall see. What I will say is I love reading and then especially rereading books because I feel like you get different things out of it each time. Like different things will resonate with you for different reasons, depending on what's going on in your life. And lately (laughs) I've had this impulse or rather this like nagging feeling that I need to be doing more. And I feel like this book is maybe my sign that that isn't the right solution. Um, I don't know. I think I'll elaborate more on this because as I continue reading the book, I feel like I'm going to have some more thoughts. But a couple of big takeaways from the first half. There was one part where Greg Greg McEwen, sorry about that, talked about how the word priority first entered the English language in the 1400s, and it was a singular word because obviously you should have one priority, and it didn't become pluralized until the 1900s. And I just thought that that was a really interesting look at how society has shifted over the past several hundreds of years. Also, there was a quote that he shared at one point with a conversation he had with a friend or somebody, I don't know. And the person said, can you remember what it was like to be bored? And that really resonated with me because I feel like lately I'm constantly feeling like I need some kind of stimulation. A lot of times I will have just YouTube videos playing on my phone and like the background if I'm in the kitchen doing dishes or, you know, prepping food things like that. And I've been reflecting a lot lately on whether or not that's necessary. And I feel like I need to become more comfortable with the quiet and being bored because ultimately that's what really promotes creative thinking. So I found it interesting that that was in there. And I also haven't been on social media as much lately. And I think it's because it just no longer feels important to me. And in this book, they The author talks a lot about the, um, oh gosh, how does he word it? I'm brain dead at this point. It's like 1030 at night, but he talks about the, um, trivial many, meaning like all the little things that don't really matter versus like the pursuit of the important like few. That's not how it's worded, but I can't remember how it's worded. Um, we'll come back to that because I will get to it at some point. Anyway, (laughs) I'm rambling. However, I feel like I'm more and more seeing social media as a part of the trivial many, like the things that just don't really matter. 
And then there was a chapter on sleep, which is the perfect ending to this part of the podcast because I need to get to sleep. He talks about protecting the asset. And I'm at a point in my life where I do view sleep as important and I understand how vital it is. My bigger issue is being able to actually fall asleep. Like I've gotten better over the years. I just struggle to turn off my brain, (laughs) but I'm going to go try to do that. And then I will catch up with you in the AM. Good morning. I don't know if it was a self-fulfilling prophecy or what, but I got some really good sleep last night and I'm not complaining about it. I didn't really go into this last night, partially because I was tired and delirious and just rambling, but the book talked about how if you are not getting enough sleep, you're not able to perform at your best. And obviously there's a lot of like negative effects of losing out on sleep, yet it seems to be one of the areas that people want to cut out first because they think it's going to solve their problems. And then in actuality, it just makes things a lot worse, (laughs) which I had listened to some interviews on YouTube with a sleep expert named Matthew Walker. And one of the things has always stuck with me that he said is that as a human being, you would die from sleep deprivation before you would die from food deprivation. And I think that that's incredibly powerful. So it's just something to keep in mind, you know, moving forward. Looking at today, it is now Monday, December 11th, and I have three things on my power list. I am going to read part three of the book, which I'm excited about. I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, there's a little bit more application-based content, but we'll see. I also am going to catch up on emails and comments. That's part of my Monday routine. I go back to my last YouTube video, which was posted on Friday, respond to any comments that I haven't responded to, make sure that I clear out my email inbox after the weekend because I answer some emails on the weekend. I don't have a hard and steadfast rule about not answering emails, but I don't keep up with it as much as I do during the week. So I usually have a little bit of cleanup that (laughs) I need to do. And then I also need to outline a vlog that I'm going to record probably next week. It's going up at the end of December, so you may have already seen it. But whenever I vlog, I like just to have a basic game plan of like, okay, these are things that have been on my mind that I definitely want to talk about, or these are some of the things I want to feature in the vlog, just so I have a general guideline as the day goes. But before I can get to any of that, I actually am headed to a massage appointment this morning. And I know that sounds incredibly bougie. So let me explain. First of all, Up until recently, I had only ever had like three massages in my life. It's not something that I really fork out money for, you know? (laughs) But my coach and I for powerlifting have been talking and he has always told me, we've been working together for, you know, two years now, I guess. He has always said like you getting regular like sports massages or like a deep tissue massage would be really good for you. It helps to prevent like injuries and nagging aches and pains, and it's going to allow you to perform at your best. And that is one of the things in your control that could have a big impact on your performance. And so whilst being here in Austin, I've kind of struggled to find a place that I really loved. I went to two different spa type plate, not really spa, more like just massage places. And I just didn't love either one. And for me, A massage is incredibly awkward. I do not enjoy it. In fact, I kind of dread getting it, which is why I've been putting it off because I just feel uncomfortable. And so I couldn't find a place where I felt really comfortable until November. I tried out a place here. It's called Spa Sway. Not that anyone cares, but you know, if you're in the Austin area. And when I went, I just had a really, really good experience. I felt incredibly comfortable. And so I ended up signing up for a monthly package that includes a 50 minute like sports massage. And it is my first month of that, like after doing the one-off session last month. So I am more excited than I usually am for a massage, but we'll see how I feel after. I still just, I don't really love the whole massage. Like I love afterward. I feel good. But during I'm like, you know, I'm tense. I feel uncomfortable, all of the things. So I'm going to head to that and then come back, 
try to knock out my power list, one of the things that the book mentioned, and I had heard this before, if you don't take control of your schedule, someone else will. And I'm going to be completely frank here, and I'm calling myself out on this too, but I think it's true for a lot of people. I think we like to rely on busy schedules and we love to claim that a lot of our schedule is out of our control because that's less scary if we really try to own our schedule and take control of as much as we can, then any lack of success or lack of productivity that comes out of it falls on our shoulders. And I think people would rather just say, oh, well, I'm busy. Oh, I don't have control of my schedule because then they don't have to take responsibility. And it almost just feels easier in that way to kind of like push the blame off on someone else. Whereas if it's all on you and you don't get a lot done, there's no one to blame but yourself. So all that being said, I'm going to try to hold myself accountable today, get stuff done, and I will check in with you in the PM. We are going to kick off this Monday evening check-in with me correcting myself from last night. Remember when I couldn't remember the phrase, I knew it had trivial many in it, but I couldn't remember the rest of the phrase from the book? It was vital few versus trivial many. That's what I was trying to find last night, but the words were escaping me. I have had a good day this morning. As I was leaving my massage, I ended up running into a follower of mine, which still blows my mind when people recognize me in public, especially, bless, when I look so disheveled. When you finish a massage, okay, it's almost as if you've woken up from a nap, like you're just kind of disoriented. Your face looks a mess. Your hair is a mess, like because typically during a massage, they end up kind of rubbing your scalp and you just don't, you don't want anyone to see you. Okay. Or at least that's how I feel. And as I was walking out of the massage place, I hear, are you Michelle? And I'm like, oh no, please do not judge me for how awful I look right now. But I ended up speaking with her for a few minutes and shout out to Namritha. Hopefully I'm still pronouncing that correctly because it's been several hours and I was trying to keep it in my head so I could mention it in the podcast. But She actually used to teach in a neighboring district to the one that I used to teach in, and she then moved to Austin, just like I did, which is just a really cool, almost like full circle kind of moment. And it's very refreshing when I can meet people in real life who follow me, because for me, I sometimes feel very disconnected. And even though I send messages with people all the time, I comment back to people, sometimes I feel like I'm just making videos for myself. And so getting that in-person interaction is always like, wow, there are actually people out there who do follow along with the content that I post and find it helpful. And it's just very validating. So that was a fantastic way to kick off my day. Um, Other than that, I did end up finishing the book, which was not the plan, okay? I told you I was going to read part three. I read part three, and then I ended up reading part four because, as I said, I finished the book. I am the type of person, and y'all know this by now, when something is lingering on my to-do list, it causes me stress, and I would rather just be able to check it off. And so I wanted to be able to check off reading the book for this week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some thoughts on the book in a second, but I wanted to elaborate that I also got to speak with Bridget. Hallelujah. Her and I have not spoken in like almost a week, basically. We usually send a lot of voice messages back and forth, but this past week that just didn't happen a whole lot. I had sent her a voice message on Friday and then she didn't get back to me until yesterday because she was busy and had stuff going on and when she texted me back yesterday, she's like, you know, we need to catch up on the phone. So we spoke for about an hour and it was so nice just to hear her voice and be able to catch up with her. So now let's move into the book. I wanted to share like my four biggest takeaways from the second half of the book. Obviously you will hear more or have heard more of my thoughts in the book review episode, but there was a chapter in part three called Clarify. And That chapter really stuck out to me because I think it made me realize I need to get some clarity on 
what is next for me, more so on a professional side of things, less so on the personal side. I think I know what my personal goals are and aspirations and all that, but I feel like professionally, I feel drawn in a bunch of different directions and I have a bunch of avenues that I want to explore. And so I need to just narrow it down and get clarity on exactly what it is. And a lot of that is like digging deeper into what do I want to leave behind? Like what is going to be my legacy? What is my biggest purpose in life? And that's like some deep stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of awkward to talk about that on a podcast because that's like sitting out by a bonfire at like two o'clock in the morning with your, you know, family member or friend and you're talking about life and you start going into these deep philosophical conversations. That's what it reminds me of. There was another chapter called Limit, which was all about boundaries. And there was a quote in there. Hold on, let me clear my throat. I hate doing that on a podcast, but I was having some difficulties there. There was a quote and the example that the author used, the girl was saying to her boss who basically she had worked ahead and worked really hard to be able to create some free time for herself. And then her boss was trying to fill that free time. And so her response was, I have planned for this time. I have worked hard for it and I deserve to have it guilt free. And that was very powerful for me and something that I need to hold myself more accountable for. I will often be proactive and work ahead on projects in order to create free time for myself. And then I just fill that free time with more work and I need to stop doing that. It's okay to step aside from work and just do things that you enjoy for the sake of enjoying them. There was another chapter in part four called Progress. And it was all about like celebrating the small wins. And I feel like 2024 for me is going to be the year of small wins. The way that I am setting up my goals where I'm going to focus on a different goal each month of the year, I think that's setting me up to be able to celebrate those small wins because my goals are not super lofty. I mean, if you listen to the podcast episode where I talked about my January, February, and March goals, for example, one of them is solving a Rubik's Cube. Like that is nothing all that fancy, but it's something I'll be able to celebrate because it's something I've always wanted to do. And so I'll be putting in the time and the effort to actually achieve that. And those small wins, I think, help build our confidence for just other areas of life and what we're capable of. And then the final chapter that really, really hit home and resonated with me was a chapter called Flow. And it was mostly focused on routines and like the power of routines. And it really made me think about my upcoming second book, which I think I'm going to talk about this on the episode going up at the beginning of 2024. You'll know by now if I did or not, but I haven't really released anywhere publicly, at least I don't think, that I have signed on with my publisher, the same publisher that I used for my first book, First Class Teaching, to write a second book. And I've had the idea for it for a while that essentially it's going to be called Second Nature Teaching. So it's kind of a playoff of First Class Teaching and then Second Nature Teaching, but Second Nature in the meaning of I want to be able to share like the habits and the systems to put in place that will allow you to make teaching feel effortless, not because you want to go on autopilot and like just kind of, you know, go through the motions, but so that you can open up your time and be less overwhelmed so that you can focus on being present when you're actually teaching and be able to really hone in on those aspects of teaching that you love. But in order to do that, you got to get all the other stuff off your plate because it's really hard to be present when you feel so bogged down with responsibilities. And so I want to be able to write about the habits that can help you get from point A to point B and be able to make teaching feel like it's second nature and effortless. And that chapter talking a lot about routines, it just, I got so many ideas for the book. And so I was able to start jotting things down, which felt good because thus far I've only had the general concept of the book. I haven't started working out details, but it's ironic timing because I actually have a meeting tomorrow with some members of my publisher 
team or whatever they're called. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm going to chat more about that in the morning. Billy and I are currently watching the show Veep, which came out several years ago. And it's been a show that I think Billy started watching, but he just never finished it. I think he watched season one and like a couple episodes of season two, and then he stopped watching it. And so we go back and forth choosing who gets to pick the show. Basically, like Billy picks a show to watch. And then once we're done, I pick the next show to watch. And so he chose Veep. We are finishing season three tonight, which there are seven seasons. So we'll be almost halfway. But I have to say, we are loving it. I mean, obviously, Billy has a lot of the political experience to kind of go off of. And he jokes about how like it's meant to be a funny show like it's a comedy but it's also insanely accurate in terms of like the political sphere and the realm of politics and politicians and campaigns and all that kind of stuff and so I know he really enjoys it for that factor and I don't have as much experience in that as he does but I've obviously I've done certain things with helping him out on campaigns and I've seen a lot of the work that he does and I hear the stories so I can relate to it in that aspect but more so I just love the comedy of it I find it hilarious I mean I audibly laugh out loud multiple times every episode and I thoroughly enjoy that so if you have not watched Veep it has um oh gosh what is her name Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who most people know her from Seinfeld. She is in the show. She plays the vice president and it's on HBO, which now they just call it Max is like the app or whatever. But we are going to go watch some episodes of that and then I will catch up with you in the AM. Bridget, it is a new year and you know what they say. Um, new year, time to set goals that I'm not going to keep past January. Way to put your positive pants on. But yeah, (laughs) unfortunately, that is the case for a lot of people. But that's because they don't plan out their goals. Thankfully, we have something that can help with that. If you set any health or fitness goals for 2024, you need to grab our digital fitness planner. It has tons of templates that you can use to map out your goals, track your progress along the way, and stay motivated all year long. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab your digital fitness planner and the matching stickers, both of which will be on sale 20% off for the entire month of January. And now back to the episode. It is now Tuesday morning and I don't have a ton on my plate today. I do have, as I mentioned last night, a call with some members from my team with my publishing company. I know my editor will be on the call. I've seen that other people are invited to the call, but I'm not sure who all is going to be on it. I'm also not really sure what exactly the call is for, (laughs) which sounds awful. I have already had a call with my editor because it's a different editor than who I had before. The lady that I had before, I loved her, but she's no longer with the company. So I have someone new. I've met with him before. That's when I first pitched the idea of the book. Since then, I have signed a contract. So I think this is going over like timeline, maybe. Not entirely sure, but I'll let you know tonight after I know. (laughs) Other than that, the day is going to be dedicated to some teaching on the double work. Essentially, I want to create a what I'm going to call life planner that we can sell through teaching on the double because I've had people reach out to me who want to use our digital planner, but they're not teachers or they already use our digital teacher planner and they want a separate planner for the other areas of their life. And I pitched the idea to Bridget of creating one that is undated. So rather than releasing it every single year, with the dates of that year, it would be something that customers could buy one time and reuse year after year. They would have to put in the dates themselves. And I understand that does take time, but I think it's going to be the best option. That way it can constantly be available in our store, but also it will make it easier for us each planner release or launch because already when we do a planner launch, we have to create four different planners. There's the Google Slides landscape, Google Slides portrait, tablet landscape, tablet portrait. If we were to extend that to a life planner as well, that's going to be eight planners that we're creating 
twice a year for the planner launches and that's just way too much. So I think having an undated life planner is our best bet. And I mentioned this to Bridget probably about two weeks ago, but I've been too busy with PDs and things to get started on it. So today I want to get started. I know the first thing I need to do is really just brainstorm and kind of map out like examples of templates that we want to be included and then obviously get feedback from Bridget along the way. So we'll see how much progress I'm able to make on that. I did want to quickly share a recipe I made last night. I didn't talk about it last night because I was talking about other things. And then this morning I was like, ooh, I should have told them about dinner. So I have started cooking on Monday nights and Friday nights. Typically, Billy was doing all of the cooking because we would get home from the gym and I needed to like shower. He showers in the morning, so he would cook while I was showering. But Mondays and Fridays, I don't go to the gym. And so I told him, I'm like, hey, like I want to cook on Mondays and Fridays. And then typically Saturdays, we go out. That's our one night a week out. And then Sundays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Billy will cook, which he loves cooking. Like he didn't even want to let me cook on Mondays and Fridays because he really likes it. But I tried a new recipe last night. It was from Lily Eats and Tells. So it's Lily, L-I-L-L-I-E. But I will put the direct link to the recipe in the show notes. She also has an Instagram account. But this was a baked ricotta spaghetti squash with shrimp. It was so easy, okay? You take a casserole dish, you put some ricotta cheese with like bruschetta on top, a little bit of garlic, surround it with frozen spinach, throw it in the oven for 10 minutes, take it out, mix it all up, put some shrimp on top, bake it for another like 10 to 12 minutes, depending on the size of your shrimp, take it out. You add in spaghetti squash, which you just bake in the oven for like 30 minutes and then you use your fork to make it into like the little strings. You also mix in like cottage cheese. I did some red pepper flakes and I did some fresh basil mix it all up and you serve it. Like that's it. It was so easy and I found it delicious. I'm going to have some leftovers for lunch today. Billy took some leftovers for lunch. So that will be in the show notes, but I need to go get started with my day. Go make some coffee and I'll check in with you in the PM. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. If you're confused and you're like, wait, Michelle, what happened to Tuesday night? I did not forget, but I did purposefully choose to deprioritize recording last night. Essentially what happened was I had to go to the store after leaving the gym. And by the time I got home from the store, it was already 8 p.m. So by the time I ate dinner and got everything cleaned up, it was 8.45. Then I had to shower and dry my hair. I had to paint my nails and set up camera equipment because I am recording today. And at that point, it was already after 10 o'clock and I didn't want to come up and further prolong getting into bed just to record a podcast clip. I felt like that wasn't fair to Billy. Plus, I'm trying to prioritize my sleep. So I chose not to record last night and just fill you in today. So let's do a quick recap of yesterday. I had that launch call with my publishing team for my book. It ended up being way less intense than what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be more in depth on like the details of the book, but it was more just reviewing some of the details. So the trim size of the book, the layout for the inside, some pretty basic things. And since I already published with them, a lot of it is just doing the exact same thing as before. So there wasn't a whole lot there. So the call was easy. Then In Essentialism, there was a chapter called Progress. I know I mentioned that before. It was all about like small wins. And one of the things that Greg McEwen talks about is minimal viable preparation. So meaning like what's the smallest thing you can do in order to set yourself up for success, like in order to prepare for the future. It's about being proactive, but in really small ways. And me working on the digital planner yesterday was a lot of minimal viable preparation. I didn't actually start creating the planner, but I did do a big brain dump of all of the different sections and different templates. And so today 
I'm not going to have a ton of time today, but I will at least start creating and designing the pages. I have a springboard. I'm not starting from scratch. I have a list to be able to reference, and that makes it much easier. Speaking of which, I spoke with Bridget yesterday through some voice messages while I was at the gym, and I think we settled on calling it a personal planner. Previously, when Bridget sold planners on her own, she called it a life planner, and that's what I started calling it. And then at one point in yesterday's voice message, she mentioned it as like, she was like, oh, a personal planner. And I was like, I really like that wording. So we are going to be calling it the personal planner. And then the other thing from yesterday, this is very small, but I wanted to touch on it. There was a chapter in the book called Uncommit, and it was all about cutting your losses. So if you've ever heard of the sunk cost fallacy or the sunk cost bias, it's this tendency that we have as people to like keep investing time and money into things we've already invested time and money into because we don't want to cut our losses. We would rather just like, oh, well, no, it's going to work this time. If I spend a little bit more or if I keep it a little bit longer, I'll end up finding a use for it. And Sometimes it's better just to get rid of it altogether and stop putting time and energy into it. And so one thing that I went through yesterday was my fridge and ended up getting rid of some things where I'm like, why are we holding on to this? Like, we're not going to use it. We haven't used it. We need to just throw it away. Here's a prime example. During Thanksgiving time, I created a charcuterie board for snacks for all of us because I love me some Thanksgiving Day snacks. And I had gotten some rosemary and thyme, mostly as decoration for the charcuterie board. But then at the end, I packed it back up and brought it back home with me because I thought, oh, we can use this for something. I didn't want to be wasteful. And it has now sat in the fridge for, you know, two and a half, three weeks, it has not gotten used. And I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Like, Michelle, just throw away the herbs. Like they were a dollar each. Yes, ideally, I would have loved to have used them in a meal, but they have served their purpose. They were decoration for the charcuterie board. Check. Done. They can go in the trash. And that's where they went. (laughs) So looking into my schedule today, as I mentioned, I am going to be recording I am filming a wrap and chat. So I do this video every year leading into Christmas time where essentially I put together Billy's stocking, the pet stocking, wrap some of Billy's gifts and just chat about life. I typically give some updates and it's a video I love doing because it's very casual and fun. So I need to get that recorded today. And I also need to go to the bank because it's kind of a long story, but I had a business debit card that didn't show bleh, that didn't show up in the mail and i <laughs> called pnc i had the wrong address on file i switched over the address and then they told me just to wait 3 days and go into a branch and have them issue me a debit card so i need to get that done today and then i will check in with you in the pm It is now Wednesday evening around 9.30. I'm about to get ready for bed, but I did want to check in. I didn't want to leave you hanging like I did last night. Filming today went well, but took way longer than expected, which is ironic because in essentialism, in the execute part, which is part four, there is a chapter called Buffer, and it talks about the planning fallacy, which is when, as humans, you tend to underestimate the time it will take you to complete a task, despite having done the task before, (laughs) which sums up today to a T. I have filmed this rap and chat video four years in a row. So you would think I would know how long it takes. However, it ended up taking a majority of the day between getting the tripod set up to the right height because I was sitting on the floor. And once I finished recording, I then had to finish wrapping everything. And that took longer than expected. So I didn't even eat anything until about 2.30. After that, I had to run to the bank and I am proud of myself for getting that done because I thought about just punting it and going tomorrow and I said, no, Michelle, if you go right now, you can get it fit in before the gym. So 
I am happy with what I got done today, but I did not get a chance to touch anything planner related. But as I had mentioned this morning, it's like, look, if I get to it, great. If not, it's not the end of the world. So all in all, I will take today for what it is. I'm going to head to bed and then I'll catch up with you tomorrow morning in the a.m. Good morning. It is now Thursday. Here is what is on my agenda for the day. I have an advisory meeting with my CPA. So about a year and a half ago, I signed up with a CPA to handle taxes, both business and personal, as well as my bookkeeping for the business because it got to the point where I was so stressed out trying to manage it all myself because doing your taxes on your own is one thing, but when you have a business, then trying to do it on your own is a whole different ballgame and it just was causing me way too much stress. So the CPA services are expensive, but I decided it was worth taking that weight off of my shoulders to not have to worry about it. So every December, I have a year-end meeting with my CPA. Billy is at work, so he's going to jump on through Zoom. And the whole meeting is virtual anyway, so it actually works out. But that meeting is from 1 to 2. I need to prep for dinner. Billy and I are doing what we call Mediterranean bowls. Essentially, we put a bunch of shredded lettuce in a bowl. We will cook up some rice and add that. We cook up some ground chicken that we season with some Greek seasonings. And then we add in a bunch of different like veggies and things. So we'll add in like cucumbers and I'll pickle some red onions. We'll add that in there. We typically add in some pickles and then we have like tzatziki, some tomatoes. So I need to like chop up the tomatoes, the pickles, the cucumber, pickle the onion so that it's ready to go for dinner tonight. And it just makes it faster once we get home from the gym. I also need to plan out my first January video, which is going up on January the 5th, because as I mentioned earlier this week, Billy and I are going on a trip. So we are actually leaving the day after Christmas. We're going to go up to my parents' house on Christmas. Then Christmas night, we're going to drive up to the Dallas airport, stay the night there. We fly out on the 26th. We are flying first to Detroit and then from Detroit to Amman, Jordan. Once we get to Amman, Jordan, we are driving down to Petra. We are staying at a Bedouin camp in Little Petra and then doing a few days around Petra, driving back up to Amman. We're going to stop at the Dead Sea along the way because you got to float in the Dead Sea, right? That's a must-do item. And then we're going to do, I think, two nights in Amman. But very, very excited. I love, you know, international trips. Travel is just something that Billy and I prioritize because yeah, it's expensive to travel or at least it can be. It doesn't have to be. We get discounts through my sister-in-law's work with, you know, like Marriott's and stuff like that. And then the main expense ends up being typically like the airfare, but it's all about what you prioritize. And obviously we do not have kids, But on the same hand, like we only eat out once a week in order to save money. We don't go out and like buy alcohol at restaurants or anything or, you know, we don't even buy alcohol at home, but like that saves a lot of money. We don't go out to like concerts. We don't buy super extravagant like clothing items or anything like that. And it's so that we can reallocate money for travel. But because of that, we are not getting home until January 2nd, which I think is a Tuesday, if I'm remembering correctly. And my video is going to go up that Friday. I know once I get home, my life is going to be all kinds of chaoticness trying to get things back in order. So I want to make sure that video is already scheduled and ready to go. So I need to plan it out so that next week I can film it. Whatever time is left, I will dedicate to some planner work, but we will just kind of see how the day goes and I will check in with you in the PM. I am happy to report that everything I had on my power list today got checked off and that's always a good feeling. The advisory meeting with my CPA did take the full allotted hour But I was able to get the January 5th YouTube video planned out 
prior to that meeting, as well as some other email, you know, correspondence, things like that, that I needed to get caught up on. I also was able to get my email scheduled for Sunday. I kind of forgot. I guess I just forgot today was Thursday. I don't know. But I have scheduling my weekly email as a recurring item on my power list. So I don't see it on my power list until that day. Now, if I go on Google Calendar, I can see like tasks that will show up on specific days. But when I actually look at my Google tasks, I don't see it on my power list until I wake up Thursday morning. And so I kind of forgotten that, oh yeah, it's Thursday. I'm going to have to schedule my email. Not that it takes a ton of time, but it can be upwards of about an hour per email, especially if I need to create certain images or like GIF or GIF things to go in the email. It just depends. But even without remembering that I had to do that this morning, got that done and then went to the gym. Billy and I had dinner, you know, all that jazz. Tonight, I spent some time kind of focusing on that minimal viable progress that I discussed yesterday, I believe it was, in order to prepare for cleaning tomorrow. So every Friday or almost every Friday, I will do a full house clean. And about once a month, I also have to do what I kind of call like a restock. So we keep, for example, extra toilet paper above our washer and dryer. And then we have like a smaller stockpile in our bedroom above the toilet. And then about once a month, I have to like move toilet paper from the pantry where our wash and dryer are up to our bathroom in our master bedroom. So little things like that. I also have to refill like the cat food dispenser, like the big jug that we keep their cat food in, not their dispenser. I give them food on a regular basis, I promise. But we keep extra cat food in the garage and then we fill up like an airtight canister. Same thing with the dog food. So I have to go through do that kind of stuff. And I was able to get that done tonight so that it makes it easier for me tomorrow. Like technically, I include that as part of my Friday house cleaning responsibilities, but I was able to get it done in advance tonight in order to make that easier tomorrow, which I always love doing because then tomorrow when I wake up and I'm like, okay, it's time to clean, it feels less daunting since I've already taken some of those tasks off of my plate. But I need to get to bed and then we'll catch up tomorrow morning in the a.m. Happy Friday. Originally, we were supposed to be getting our roof replaced today and I was going to take Ember to my parents' house because we knew she would not cope well with people being on the roof. I mean, technically, who would cope well with that? So I don't blame her. But... The roof replacement ended up getting postponed until Monday because it is supposed to rain today. They did drop off the shingles and supplies into the driveway yesterday, but the actual roof replacement is going to get done on Monday, which I've talked about it on the podcast before, but quick backstory on that. Essentially, we had a hailstorm back in, I think it was September, It damaged part of the roof, but we didn't really know it at the time. So then about two weeks later, we had a really, really intense thunderstorm come through. I woke up to water on the floor in my office. We could see a small leak in the ceiling. Within a matter of five hours, the entire ceiling had fallen through. There was insulation everywhere. It currently still looks like that. I mean, it's just a big gaping hole. I can see right up into the attic and I can see the underside of the roof through that hole. So fun times. It has now been like that for a couple of months because by the time you deal with insurance and then contact different companies for quotes and then get on this schedule, it's a really long process. But I can see the light at the end of the tunnel or rather at the top of the roof. (laughs) So it's just a matter of waiting until Monday and then after that finding a contractor to fix the ceiling. But since that is not happening today, I'm going about my normal cleaning schedule. After that, the rest of the day is dedicated to planners. Yesterday, I was able to get some more work done on the personal planner, but there's still a lot more work to do, especially when you're designing a brand new planner. I mean, our digital teacher planners that we release twice a year, 
those are not so bad. It's just a matter of changing like the dates and the calendars and updating some of the weekly pages. So if last year a month had four weeks, this year it has five, just depending on how the weeks fall. It's little changes like that. But when you're designing a planner from scratch, every single page, you have to decide what you want on it and make it all fit. And it's a long process. So I'm going to be working on these planners for at least another week, like as my sole focus, but it is what it is. And I am excited to see them come to fruition. So without further ado, I need to go get started on the cleaning and then I will check in with you in the PM. We are going to make this evening check-in super snappy because it is time for pints and pictures. <laughs> this is a Friday night routine Billy and I started probably about two months ago because Billy loves to watch movies and movies are not my favorite, but ice cream is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> so essentially on Friday nights, we alternate choosing a movie. So like Billy will pick one week, I pick the next week. And while we watch the movie, we enjoy some pints of ice cream because who doesn't love pints of ice cream? I guess people who don't like ice cream, but those people are not my people. (laughs) And this week it is my movie pick. I chose very random, but it's a movie called Jerry and Marge Go Large. It has Bryan Cranston in it. And I know it's about like a elderly retired couple and the guy finds like a loophole in the lottery and I'm really excited to watch it. It's it looks like a cute movie um and I want something just kind of lighthearted because the movie that Billy chose last weekend it was like a war movie and it was very heavy to watch, you know what I mean? Those types of movies. So I wanted something just light, funny, and I'll let you know how it is tomorrow morning, but in terms of the day today, got the cleaning done, got some work on the planners done. One thing I did do differently was in the book, Essentialism, the author talked about how we don't spend enough time just being bored. And it's like, we always have some kind of stimulation. And I have noticed that pattern with myself where I constantly feel like I need to have a podcast playing or a video playing. And A lot of that is because I work from home and I'm by myself. And so I want some kind of like audio stimulation so that I feel less lonely, I guess. I don't know. But I spent some time today, especially while putting away laundry and putting away dishes, just being in the quiet and just thinking. And I have to say it was really, really nice. But I will check in with you in the AM, let you know how the movie was. And then we're going to wrap up this week in the life. Happy Saturday. It is actually the middle of the day. I recorded a clip this morning, but I am now re-recording it because I realized I completely neglected to tell you about the movie and I felt like that was unacceptable. (laughs) So Jerry and Marge go large. I did enjoy it. It's a cute, wholesome movie. There's some funny moments. I will say it's a movie I think my parents would really enjoy. I almost feel like it's targeted at a little bit of an older crowd because the couple in the movie, they're retired and there were just certain things where I'm like, oh my gosh, that is my parents. But I love movies that are based on true stories. And once I watch the movie, I love to then follow up and read about the true story and find the differences and those types of things. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was on Paramount Plus. So I signed up for a free trial. So I have Paramount Plus for the next week and I have it on my to-do list and my calendar to cancel it so that I do not pay for another subscription service because goodness knows that's the last thing I need. So if you're looking for just a quick, cute, lighthearted movie, Jerry and Marge go large, highly recommend. Well, maybe not highly. I I would rate it at like a seven out of 10, which for me is worth watching. Okay, moving on to today. Billy and I already got up and went to the gym. That's when I realized I completely forgot to tell you about the movie. (laughs) So what I originally said in the first clip that I recorded this morning is that Today is going to be a less work-focused day. I want it to be more of a Billy and I day 
because a few months ago, we started doing these monthly check-ins that we call State of the Union, which I was really proud of myself for coming up with that name because obviously it's kind of a play on politics, which is Billy's Jam, but then it also makes sense for the meeting because it's the state of our union, which is our marriage. But essentially, once a month, we try to do it the first weekend of the month, we will go to a local coffee shop or a brunch place, and we will have a meeting together. I'm using air quotes because that makes it sound far more structured than it really is. But it's a chance for us to sit down and check in with each other, both on a personal standpoint as well as a relationship perspective. And we have kind of a template that we go through where we give each other glows. So we take time to really appreciate the other person, things that they've done over the past month, because I feel like when life gets busy, that's one of the things that gets neglected. So we make sure we kind of give kudos to each other. We also have an opportunity to voice any gripes. And sometimes we don't have any, but other times there may have been a situation or something that came up that maybe rubbed us the wrong way that we want to have a discussion about. And we have found doing it outside of the heat of the moment has just been really good for us because sometimes you reflect on things and you're like, eh, that wasn't a big deal and it's not even worth bringing up. And then there's other times where you're like, yeah, you know, that still kind of bothered me. Let's talk about it. But it's a lot less heated because the emotions aren't at an all-time high, if that makes sense. We also will do a little financial check-in and we will create a to-do list. We also check in on like current projects. So for example, our roof replacement has been an ongoing project. And then we always end with looking at the month ahead. What do we want more of and what do we want less of? So for this month, we said we wanted more either pickleball, ping pong, or games. So like board games, card games. And we kind of decided each weekend, at least once over the weekend, of course we can do more if we want, we will either go play pickleball, play some ping pong, or sit down and play a game together at home. And so today, I think in about another hour and a half, two hours or so, we're gonna go play some pickleball, which will be a fun time. And then we said we wanted less phone use when we are together, meaning if one of us is cooking dinner, the other person should be, I don't want to say helping out because a lot of times whoever's cooking is like, no, just get out of the kitchen, but at least like engaging in conversation rather than sitting there on their phone. And so with today being less of a work day, more of a relationship day, I want to try to stay off my phone as much as possible, which thus far I have been doing a good job. So I'm going to head back downstairs and I will check in with you one final time in the PM and let you know how the day went. All right, pickleball was a bust. We typically play on tennis courts just because it's more convenient. We are going to get ourselves a portable net because we know that the tennis net is not the same as a pickleball net. Okay, don't come for me. And we do have pickleball courts in Austin. There's several different places we could go, but for convenience, we'd rather just go to tennis courts that are around the corner from where we live. However, we went and they were taken. We waited for a bit. They did not become available. So we abandoned ship. We went back home. We did end up playing ping pong. We typically play best two out of three. I won both games that we played. And then we ended our night with Yahtzee. So we did both ping pong and a game at home to make up for the lack of pickleball. And Yahtzee, we played three games. And once again, I won two of them. So I've had a great night. (laughs) But Billy and I are going to watch some Veep. We are now on season five. We're making good progress. And we ended up for our sweet treat. We went to a local Austin place called Cranky Granny's Sweet Rolls. They specialize in cinnamon rolls. It's been on our list to try for a long time. Y'all, you got to just Google, okay? They look phenomenal. So I'm very excited to heat up my cinnamon roll get into a nice, warm, cozy bed. It's been very cold in the house tonight and enjoy 
that cinnamon roll. So I'm going to end the podcast here. I need to get up early because Bridget and I are recording the rest of the January podcast episodes that you've already listened to. We are doing that tomorrow morning. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can check out some of our freebies on our website, teachyonthedouble.com, as well as purchasing our digital planners. Hopefully in January, we will have that personal planner available. I'm still working on, you know, all the pages and whatnot. It's a very daunting task, but hopefully that will be available. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And if you listen through Apple Podcasts, we would love for you to leave us a review. It really does help us get into the ears of so many more teachers. So as always, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. See ya.